you're listening to Tea Week, a short weekly podcast about all things Carlton Football Club. And as every week, we kick off the episode with the match review brought to us by my six-year-old nephew, Eli. Take it away, mate. We're at the game. The sun's down and the blues are on. How's the game going so far? What's your favorite? What's your favorite thing that you saw this quarter? Eddie jump over trying to make a buck. Oh, that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? And Patty down. Oh, and Patty, Patty, wow. Patty, wow. Patty, wow. And also, I thought he ran a little bit too far. I think I, I definitely think he ran too far, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But he still scores. Hi, everyone. I think you made a few of the Carlton game. So, Eddie's big specky, and Patrick has run too far goal. Paddy Dow awesome goal, and. We are the Navy Blue. We won. So that was a good game. We were at it. We... It was a great game. If we keep on playing like that all year, we might like make the top eight or the top four. I think we might maybe make the top eight, but definitely not. Maybe it'll be a miracle if we make the top four. So go Blues! <laughs> And as always, thanks to Eli for his review of the week. And uh, I threw in a couple of clips that him and his dad sent me during the game. They were both very excited and very glad to be able to see a win. First one in a few weeks. And it just makes the week go a little bit smoother. So, uh, yeah. Uh, not that Adelaide are particularly traditional rivals. I've had a lot of trade movement from them over the over the years. But, um, I don't know. I could say a lot about the game, but... I'm going to keep looking forward because another week of football, in the words of a media personality, a week is a long time in football, a week is a long time in life. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just start with, firstly, I'm going to introduce Gemma. Gemma Bastiani, welcome to Teague League. You're our first like live, live guest uh, recording, talking to each other, other than Eli. Um, usually we've just had people doing voice messages and send in, but it's nice to actually have a chat with you about Carlton and just in general. We should also mention that this has been rescheduled three times now and we're finally talking. <laughs> it's It wouldn't be a catch-up with you and I if we hadn't been rescheduled at these times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, it's pretty standard. <laughs> pretty standard. Um, Gemma, I'm, we'll run through the updates of the week and then we'll talk a bit about who you are and what your expertise is and then we'll delve into it in a moment. So, sure. Um, yeah, we as usual we, we we touch on the VFL and VFLW scores for the week. Um, the VFLWs wound up for the season. We finished the year with a uh, a pretty healthy win over Williamstown, which um, from memory Williamstown are at the bottom of the ladder or at least towards the bottom. So great to finish the game this season with a win. Uh, unfortunately, we missed out on finals by a game and about forty percentage points. So uh, frustrating to be so close. But uh, great job to the girls and, and a good way to finish the season after a few rough losses earlier on. And in the men's, 
the Northern Bull, Northern Bull Ants uh, had a big win over the Blues this week. Uh, as I mentioned last week, um, Carlton and then uh, Northern Bull Ants, which were Preston Bull Ants, were affiliated, started last year around the same time as COVID kicking in. Um, we separated. Northern Bull Ants have been getting quite comprehensively thrashed all season on the bottom of the ladder. So for them to get their first win, it was still a lot of Carlton people at the club, um, former Carlton players and Carlton listed players there, Carlton coaches, etc. Um, they no doubt would have had a big celebration after that. And it's always amusing when you see a team who hasn't won a lot have to print out copies of the or, or have, a, have a board with their, their song on it. Um, which they uh, they had on their socials. So while it's disappointing for the seconds to get a loss, um, you know, it's like the little brother beating the big brother or the older brother in the Preston. Anyway, point of the story is uh, great job to the Northern Bull Ants and I'm still, uh, yeah, still, uh, my heart's still there a little bit with, with uh, them as the VFL team. So um, no VFL for us this week and obviously the VFL W's, finished up for us so keep your eye on the finals I didn't actually write down who's playing who but it's on the internet it's not that hard to search if you're <laughs> so inclined um I don't know where to go from here only because we could talk about the game we beat Adelaide great um as I mentioned last week had five indigenous players in the team at the same time all of them played pretty well Eddie took a massive hanger he had more hand on it than Gary Ablett's famous <laughs> mark but didn't actually land with it. Um, he was a bit tender. We've got a few injuries this week. Doc's ankle, Murph's calf, William's suspension. Um, and the only thing I'll really touch on with that, other than the game, which was in, really enjoyable to watch, was William's suspension I think was pretty fair, but the person who late hit, I can't remember the player's name, you might remember Gemma, who came in late and hit Weedering fairly hard, for him not to get reported on that late hit, uh, yet Williams, you know, the, the, the secondary of it, um, is a little frustrating in terms of what's the word, uh, consistency, continuity, consistency. Yeah. And the other part where Gemma and I were briefly talking before about, um, this general Carlton stuff to watch Adelaide then get the ball and f quickly flick it back on the other side of the ground while seven or eight Carlton players are remonstrating which it's nice to see for a change because often we're at Carlton are accused of not being hard enough and watching guys like Plowman and that come in hard, but then Adelaide scored quickly afterwards. And if we had lost by a small margin, um, you got to weigh out what's more important is taking care of business or preventing goals and kicking them. So um, that's my like two cents on the game. Obviously Eli's mentioned a bit more. <laughs> Fremantle this week, it's now at the MCG. It was in Perth, then in Geelong, then a double header at the G. Um, I'm feeling confident for a change, and usually that means I'm going to get hurt. Uh, Harry last time around uh, kicked seven goals against Frio, so that's a great sign of you know he's, he matches up well against them. Um, we've had four straight wins against Frio. The last two were nail biters. Um, the Jack Noon's goal last year, which was sweet, sweet. Uh, vindica not vindication, it was just nice to get that a couple of weeks after Robbie Gray did it to us just before that. Um, nice kind of footy gods balancing out. Um, and then obviously uh, the Mark Murphy goal 
in Fremantle, which I was lucky enough to be at. Murphy being dropped again, Gemma, this time with a bit of a calf injury. What's your opinion on on whether they should get him to 300 or let him earn his spots and get the young younger players in? As a, as a Sydney Swans supporter and as a football journalist, <laughs> what's your take on the... On, on Mark Murphy. I've got my opinions, but uh, if you people who have listened to the podcast have heard my thoughts. Well, see, I don't know what your thoughts are, so I might go completely against that here. Um, That's fine. I think there's a balance. How far away from 300 is he? I should know this. I think he was at 394 294. or 390. Two. 294. Sorry, 294. He's, he's definitely not a silk. Um, <laughs> I think he's about games off from memory and he was put on um, as a medical sub the week before last. So the issue becomes the fact that it's not just a couple away, like it's a fair portion of the run home, right? Yeah, so there's what, nine games left off the top of my head Um, and yeah, he's still got a a little ways. 296 is it? So he's got four to go. Four four to go. Um, they could, you know, put him as medical sub for a couple of them just to get it up, but I, I don't believe that even if they did that, he would be classed in the same league as Duel, Nichols, even Simo, you know. that That's my two cents, that if they do it to try and get him across the line for that reason. Um, I think I think anyway. the issue becomes uh, where the club's at. It's different to when... There's another example recently, isn't there, of getting a player to a milestone. Uh, it was at a Hawthorne one, and Alistair Clarkson was not just going to gift games. Mm. I think Hawthorne were in a very different spot when they were doing that. Was it Jared Ruffhead? Um, God, I don't know anything. You, you could even say that um, Burgoyne this week, like they put him as... They've done um, that a couple of times. That was medical sub last week, yeah. Yeah, but... My difference to that is now he's able to play his 400th against Port Adelaide, which has a lot of he has a lot of connection with previous player there. So I can understand that a bit more. It's not like getting him across the line; it's trying to link up that milestone. Well, that's not the only part of it either. The fact that Hawthorne, yeah, they're rebuilding. Yeah, they're second last on the ladder, but are they under the pressure that Carlton are under right now? No. So. You know, you can do that at Hawthorne with Sean Burgoyne because there's not that intense pressure on them. Whereas at Carlton, it's kind of do or die at this point, isn't it? For a lot of people involved at that club. So gifting someone games to get them to a milestone, I don't know, it doesn't quite sit. If he's not in the best 22 or 23 and he's injured, Mm. I don't know that you can... I don't know you can do that because what are you saying to younger guys on that side... A, you get gifted a spot if you're close to X, Y, or Z, or B, you're getting you're not getting a game when you've worked hard because of X, Y, or Z. I don't know. Uh, Carlton is in a very different state to a lot of the other clubs that have faced this, I think. Yep. Yeah. Great answer. Thank I you. Think, I think you <laughs> stayed nice on the fence, but also <laughs> sort of there's some similarities in our line of thought. Yeah. Um uh, our the Carlton reviews kicked off on Monday, and personally, I don't think that it's anything to be worried about. 
because just fast forwarding what would usually happen at the end of the year, I also think that it should be further up than just the football department because there's obviously been issues with the club for a while and a lot of them have uh, improved over the last five or seven years. But I feel like there's something underlying that might be affecting a lot of things. Um, Is there anything, if you were the the fourth person in this review, Gemma, um, from an outsider point of view, what would you throw in the mix of improvements obviously it's hard to say because you don't know the inner workings of the club but just purely from a someone who watches a lot writes a lot reads a lot uh talks a lot of football i think generally what what do you think the problem with carlton is Gemma? (laughs) (laughs) i think generally you've got to look at um i'm big on development player development and there was I, i think carlton has struggled in that area unless you're a sam walsh who is going to succeed whether he's at a club that has good development programs or not i think mm. that's a huge issue for struggling clubs um i a couple of years ago when weedering kind of plateaued everyone was on his back about it but the reality was the development of that club wasn't there to get the best out of him and that yep. i think continues to be a bit of a problem like you look at paddy dow for example he hasn't quite come along the way that most would have hoped um, and I don't think that we can blame Paddy Dow for that. I think it's the structures in place at the club. So yeah, I think the development is an issue. And then the other thing that really frustrates me when we talk about sacking a coach because the coach's fault they're losing or that they're in a bad place. We've got to remember that assistant coaches have a lot of say in what happens on game day. And yes. assistant coaches very rarely get included in any of this conversation. Mm. Assistant coaches at Carlton haven't really changed in the way that you would expect from mm. a coaching panel that has been under the pump. Regularly, yep. we're just seeing the coach go in and out without any change to the people around them. And sorry to make it slightly about Sydney, but if you look at the Swans and look at the, the assistant coaches at the Swans, you can see what their influence is and you can see the change when someone does leave or join the, the club. Yep. That's not something we've seen at Carlton for a number of years. Obviously, John Barker has left but I think there needs to be a concerted effort to look at who the assistant coaches are, what Mm. they need from their assistant coaches, and then make the most of that. I 100% agree. I I don't want to say it's all assistant coaches' fault, but I, looking at, 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 like you said, there are assistant coaches who have been there for a while, moved around. Um, John Bark was there for 10 years, and he was going to finish up at the end of the year anyway, but got the tap on the shoulder to move on sooner rather than later. Um. And I think I would add to what you're saying is that Teague is a relatively oh no Teague, Teague's a fairly green coach you know he hasn't he oh, hasn't absolutely. coached for years and years so he needs some strong uh, supporters not supporters some strong um, support around him support around him and I think that was the whole thing with getting uh, Warsfold in as a personal mentor and people were like oh he's why is Carlton playing it's like any other business. You, you want strong, experienced people who they get along with, and he's been a friend with them for a while, around to support and help them do the best. So I think I had a rant about this a month or so ago. It's like, there's no... No, but you're if, absolutely if you, right. Because... If you, if you wanted to get better at your skill, you would link in with someone who's been doing it for 20 years and has experience and... Uh, the runs on the board, yeah. Well, yeah, and then you look at the impact that... 
um, Mark Williams has had at Melbourne. And I know Melbourne oh. were already on a positive trajectory, but look at the influence he's had. Look at what Don Pike has done at Sydney to ex- expand their game plan to where it had been going toward but hadn't reached there yes like yes you're seeing what these coaches have been able to do why isn't carlton on the hunt for these people and trying to find them to support the guy that is under the pressure yep great well said again this is why i get you on not to specifically (laughs) agree with me i know you tip sons and i know the sons won just because of main king but richmond Lost and I tip Richmond sadly. Now I'm going to tip um Geelong against Essendon. Such a long going round for the such a long will definitely win. And Melbourne will maybe thrash Giants. Um, so that was um that will be a good game. And I tip Melbourne. Um, Brizzy will um thrash Adelaide. And I tip Brizzy. Oh, Carlton lost Frio. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm tipping Frio, but I have a long time. Wait, I only have one day until the game starts. Okay, so I'm, I'm tipping Frio, but I'll, I might change the tip. Uh, uh, May change the tip, uh, but uh, but right now I'm tipping Freo. Port versus Hawks, definitely Port. Port slash them. I tip Port. West Coast for Sydney. Sydney will win, not by much, but I think they'll win. I tip Sydney. Oh, oh, St Kilda and Collingwood. That would be a very good game. I'll tip. Uh, I'm tipping St Kilda. But it's at Collingwood's home ground, but I still think Kilda. Now Weston versus North. Weston will absolutely thrash the North, Melbourne. Like like they did last year. They would they will thrash them. So I will definitely the Western Bulldogs. So these are my other tips of the week. Bye-bye.